Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Non-Corporate Girls. Before we begin, don't forget to download and subscribe. Take it one step further and leave us a review. We'd love to hear your thoughts. <laughs> What's up, y'all? We are back to talk to our 9 to 5 and 5 to 9ers. I'm Delilah. And I'm Ayana. We are the Non-Corporate Girls. Two girls who have experienced both spaces and understand firsthand the ebbs and flows of marrying our many passions and disrupting the status quo. We do this with our podcast, your go-to digital diary filled with content, expert advice, and tangible resources for corporate professionals, entrepreneurs, and the intersection of where they meet. Every episode gives you a dose to help redefine how you pivot in your purpose. So, are you non-corporate? Tune in. And we're back, everybody. How are you guys doing? Thank you for joining us yet again for another episode, Not Corporate Girls. But today we're in the break room because we have Miss Carla joining us. Yes. What's up, y'all? Carla, where you been? Carlita. Child, it's been a time. We've been in this pandemic. We've had every kind of pox, monkey pox. It's sounding like a joke at this point. Like, is okay, it really, it's it's, we, like, in a, we in a history book, all right? <laughs> no, seriously. It sounded like Animal Farm. Like, y'all remember George Orwell's uh, Animal, Animal Farm? Yeah, I do yeah, remember that throwback. Like, only thing that these animals not doing yet is talking. And when that happens, um, I'm just going to keep prayer for us. So. And on that. that note, let's start with these positive notes. <laughs> We are not manifesting that craziness. Yes, yes. Wait, but before we get into positive note, we got to set up this break room topic. And so our focus today is around emotional intelligence. And Mm -hmm. I don't even, I mean, I vaguely remember the conversation of why we decided to talk about this. But I think just to kind of set the foundation, we kind of want to like share a definition about what emotional intelligence is. And so y'all can rock with us throughout this episode. So Emotional intelligence, otherwise known as EQ, is the ability to understand, use, and manage your own emotions in positive ways to relieve stress, communicate effectively, empathize with others, overcome challenges, and diffuse conflict. That's like a mouthful, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it, it hits us in all different facets of our lives. Heck yeah. A lot to unpack. A lot to unpack. So let's keep this top of mind as we go through this episode, because I want to learn more about like, what are some experiences y'all have had with EQ in your lives? Okay. Yes. Finish the definition though, because I feel like they need to hear it all. Okay. Okay. So, um, emotional intelligence helps you build stronger relationships, succeed at school and work and achieve your career and personal goals. It can also help you to connect with your feelings, turn intention into action and make informed decisions about what matters most to you. Yes. That part was important to, to like point out because especially when you're the decision-making part, you know how people say don't make decisions when you're angry or sad mm-hmm. or X, Y, Z, and that all plays into emotional intelligence as we will continue to speak further about. So yeah, back to the positive notes. 
Yes. All right. A positive note. All right. So I can kick us off. My positive note for the week is that I'm actually really proud of myself, y'all. When COVID started, I I had already been into meditation, but when COVID started, I like started doubling down on it. Like I started using my app and it's just something that I like built into my morning ritual for lack of a better word. And the other day on my app, it was like, welcome to like your 175th check-in. I was like, what? Like, whoa, like I, I do this. And it just is a reminder, like as I go through like therapy and my life coach, cause I have a whole mm-hmm. care team. It's just a reminder that these are meditation is something that really grounds me. And I'm just really proud of like committing and sticking to it the way I have. So that made me feel good this week. Yes. Congrats. That's amazing. Yeah. And you know, yeah. like how we, we always say after, um, and correct me if the number is wrong, but like after <laughs> 90 days it becomes a yeah. lifestyle 27 days like a habit, habit. yeah yes. and I know. listen I've heard 66 that's what I'm saying correct me on the numbers I just know that after a certain amount of X time X number X number <laughs> it, it becomes like routine and just like yes. brushing your teeth you know it's been so beautiful. I can't tell y'all how amazing. Like, it is something that is a need now. Like, I need to do this. So, yes. I'm just really proud of that. But all right, Delilah. <laughs> Okay, so my positive note, which it took me a little long to to come to the realization of one, because I'm like, what's been going on? Like, <laughs> but in this one is that I am excited to announce that I'm have the opportunity to support a woman-owned trucking business. So I have um I don't know what's called, like a, a part-time job with a trucking company. <laughs> so random, right? Doing what of yes. Helping them with the operation. So let me explain a little okay. background how we got here. Um, a, a good friend fr- of mine, Maddie Vega, she's actually a friend of NCG. If mm-hmm. you guys remember, she did a day in the life of Maddie. She's like a spiritualist, um, helps women and um, those who want to connect, like to just like ground themselves and, and find their purpose in lives. Her sister, a younger sister, was looking for extra support. She started her own trucking business about a year or so ago and has expanded um, pretty like quick in a short amount of time. Her story is is fascinating in itself. And so because of her growth, she needed someone to help with like um, operations in a sense. So because she's a truck driver and she's actually one of the drivers, when new loads come in to, to do a new route, if she's driving, she can like fill out that paperwork. So I, I stepped into support in that because one, She's um, a woman, a Latina woman, owns her own trucking company and just needed like an extra pair of hands in in her growth that happened quicker than she could have ever imagined. So I thought it was dope to do since I do have the additional time right now to to step in in that way. It's totally remote. It's very low lift, but it's it's super important for the growth of her business and literally how they bring in an income is through booking these um these routes. And so I will be assisting in that. So I thought it was just a positive note because like, you really just don't know when opportunities are going to come. I never um, worked in this industry in just a short amount of time. I've learned so much of like what she does and her passion for it. And like woman dominating a very male oriented space. Um, I think it's fascinating. Um, I don't see myself, you know, pursuing this industry by all means. I mean, who knows? You you just never know. I, you yeah. really just never know. And it's just fascinating to me how because of a connection and more so because I know who her sister is, um, 
the way just the world works and in connecting you to, to something. So yeah. it's so funny you say that because I like literally saw a TikTok video of like this e- increase of women truck drivers. And I was just like, this is interesting. And then here you go with another example. I'm like, wow, that industry is really taking off with women. It is. And it's so funny because I seen a report on the news like a couple of months back and it was highlighting a woman old mm. trucker because at the time during COVID when like, operations and um things were slowed up because they didn't have enough workers i think women flocked to it because in that report that i had seen they explained how there's a lot of flexibility you can create your own hours mm-hmm. um i think that young woman is a mom and it just it just helped in her being able to still participate in certain things um that had to do with her children but still bringing an income and and be like a boss like at the same time so it it felt like a a full circle moment me hearing those stories um and then being brought on into this yeah it's fire yo i had a cousin she's not she's a trucker now but look at you trucking along i'm like okay these truckers (laughs) yes i was like wow woman is out here you know like yeah putting doing the work and it's just it's exciting i think it's a flourishing industry in in the sense where it's um it's opening its doors to women and it's it's just one of those other examples that if you want to do it you can it doesn't it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if your sex gender it's like if you want to do it look into it because there are opportunities out there and there's different um facets you don't have to drive because people always think right. oh driving long hours I'm, that's not my thing that is is literally a whole industry it's like thinking of like the fashion industry and people think like oh you only have to sew clothes like no there's so many ways in mm-hmm. to to so many different industries but you have to seek it out and see where you fit in mhm right well yeah. kudos to you shout out to her yes. and that's amazing yes Very shout cool. out to crutchfield logistics Okay, we in there. Trucking along. Trucking, Carla, Carla, <laughs> Carla. <laughs> I cannot. What is your positive note? Yes, sweetie? what is your positive <laughs> okay, note? Speaking of trucking along. Um, and my positive note is definitely going to tie deeper into this, you know, topic about emotional intelligence. But I have, in terms of just my overall health, it's one thing, but kind of two parts. I hit a year in going to therapy. Um, so that's oh. dope. And we've been working out consistently for yes, almost. Yes, you have, honey. You have. <laughs> I love the documentation. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of the journey, girl. Oh, yes, it's been amazing. It's turned around just how I feel on a day to day basis and to the point about just making it a habit. I think, I don't know, at this point, Definitely past 30 days is a habit in my eyes. Yeah. Um, but it's just been such a a refresh and just a nice additive to my day to say, okay, these are my 30 to 90 minutes to myself to just make me feel better for, you know, the long term. And it just feels incredible. So, yeah, y'all just taking care and of ourselves. I love that you highlighted that because you're going back into a space of like what your non-negotiables are, right? Like what mm-hmm. time are you setting for yourself that people do not get to mess with that time for you? You get to mm-hmm. have the self-care. You get to do whatever, whatever that looks like for you. And you're like, this is what I'm sticking to. And that feels good. It sure yeah. does. Like before, 
you know, we, I know we all like talk, we go through our days and I was just looking at my to-do list. I got my book in front of me and I was like, okay, I'm going to check this off, check this off, check this off. So like once we record our episode, I'm like, good, this feels great. I done caught up with the girls. I'm going to work <laughs> out afterwards. I'm going to eat yes. a nice dinner. I'm going to watch some Netflix. And I'm like, wow, yes. look at that. Mm-hmm. You have your life back. <laughs> Okay, so listen, when we get into this episode about emotional intelligence, I'm going to talk about how I really, really had to get my life back after these past six months because y'all know. Yes. Okay. We need to hear it. So let's keep moving forward. Thank you for sharing that. Let's jump into a hustler spirit because I'm so, um, I don't even know what the word looks like. I'm filled with all of this like love and just energy around our season six rebrand. How are y'all feeling about it? Yes, feels good. It's exciting. There's definitely um, new ground to break for us. Um, We definitely are taking a new path and and it feels that way and it it looks that way. Even um, how we're showing up to record and the the way we're scheduling our recordings, like we're definitely trying something new. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely looking forward to how it's going to expound. Yeah, word. Okay, yes, word. And also, like, I'm like, we are no strangers to trying new things because it feels like we're always pivoting, right? Mm -hmm. And this is another pivot. But to your point, there is something different about this time. And and I don't really know what it is, but there's something different. And I don't know, maybe it was a year ago. As if That's crazy. It's been a year, almost a year since we did that last planning. But I don't know if it was that time where we actually just had a moment of like, okay, what are the priorities? How are we showing up? What looks different? Obviously, COVID was a huge thing that really repositioned a lot of people differently. And so thinking about those, like I don't know what it was or maybe all of it, but it feels very different this time. It does. It's like, I mean, I don't know for any of our listeners that are religious or really spiritual. I've been, um, see, this quote has been floating around from different things I've been reading. And it's about growing through what you're going through. And I yes. feel like we've done that so mm-hmm. much and just mm-hmm. understanding that, okay, NCG is a, it's a force to be reckoned with in terms of what the brand can do, the mm-hmm. lifestyle of it, the feel of it. And it's just like, every time it just, it's almost like it was this little bit of a root and it just kind of just breaks ground. It's And it's yes. such, um, I'm very excited to give people this like time around this season, like something dope. So I can't mm-hmm. wait. But yes, definitely growing through what we've been going through because it's been a ghetto time. Yo, like yeah. it's been ghetto. That's <laughs> yes. I think for us, outside of all the other things that are going on in the world, just thinking about what the brand can be and the way it moves forward, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's very exciting. And I'm very, very happy about that. Yes. And, you know, just um, to double down on the EQ, I think that would that was probably a moment. Right. Like, tell me what y'all think. But just having honest conversations around how we're feeling, how we're showing up, what what do we need Mm -hmm. and being able to have a space that allows yes. for that. There there aren't always spaces that allow that. And so mm-hmm. having that moment and being able to feel like we were able to support each other. And absolutely. Me, right. I think yes. that was really important. No, absolutely. I mean, we haven't spoken publicly about it, but I took a <laughs> all the way step back and I, I needed to, like, I didn't realize that's what I needed, but I knew that if I didn't, I was not going to serve the betterment 
of what we were trying to grow and push forward because I didn't have much to give because I wasn't giving nothing to myself because I had nothing left. And I was fucking tired, like tired of being tired. And I didn't realize that to the extent of if it it was burnout. I didn't know that it was even burnout. Uh, Like I had to look at the definition because I kept on hearing the term, but I thought burnout was something physical. I didn't realize that there's a mental, um, a mental part that comes with burnout that it was something that I was dealing with for years actually. And I didn't know. I was like, Oh wow. This has been a culmination of Mm. like my past experiences that led me here because then I realized like nothing, I was motivated by nothing. I was, I didn't have like no other idea in, in which to be creative by like nothing. I didn't know why I wanted to get up and do anything, but it, I know a part of depression factor in, but it wasn't really depression because I was content and like, I live a good life, but it was just like, what, like, I guess is um, that like when you reach a crossroad of what is my purpose and you question everything that led you up into this point and you try to like figure out or understand what it means or what led you here. And so I was like, guys, I have to take a step back. Like, I just, I, I don't know what I don't even know. I just know that I can't do this right now because I need to focus on why I feel the way I feel and, and kind of bring myself back to equilibrium. And I'm still not exactly where I want to be, but huge strides have been made. I was going, I was in therapy. That's another thing. I broke up with my therapist. Um, but she helped me and served me up until the point that that was all that she could give. And I'm now seeking a new therapist because I just feel like there's, there's new, um, challenges. And so it's going to require someone else to help me work through those things. But yeah, and all of that to say that sometimes you just have to take the moment to step back because the things that you kind of pile on your plate, they just are distractions and don't let you get to the root of really what's going on. Mm. So thank you for helping me to get to my root, guys. I appreciate Ooh, y'all. I like felt that in my yeah, soul. Yeah, I felt that in my spirit. Right. Like, I, think, yes. <laughs> I think what's been so great about us is the fact that we all empathize with each other when we just know, okay, Ooh, I, you need five, I need five. Yo, I need, sometimes five looks like so y'all go on vacation. Listen, y'all been yeah. living it up and getting suntan and all of that good stuff looking good out here. <laughs> and then sometimes that could just look like, yo, I got to just step back from what we're doing and figure out if, how mm-hmm. I need to fill my cup back up. Because, um, yes. I mean, listen, we y'all know, like anybody else, I resonate with D just knowing that burnout because I had a job. I won't say the company, but it was a very notable um brand in the what kind of industry in media we'll say that mm-hmm. <laughs> very notable media brand I was working with them for six months and then I got to the point where I was like this is killing me I mm-hmm. gotta get out of here and I felt great like I've had people telling me um from older generations like aunts uncles older cousins like no you need to just push through you need to just work it out you need to just make things happen make things work and i think what's so interesting is a interesting um thing that we need to analyze about these generations is 
the level of emotional intelligence and how it plays into like your work and lifestyle. Like, Girl, absolutely. Say that again. Okay. Like, there's such a difference between how my mother's generation will work and stick things up versus how our generation and even those who are younger than us are just not putting up with stuff anymore. Yes. I'm so glad you brought this up. Yes. Okay. Because mm-hmm. if it doesn't disturb you, it's not going to be on my plate. Yes. But you know, like what both of y'all touched on this, but like just to kind of put um, a theme around it, mm-hmm. um, self auditing is really important, and I think a lot of people don't realize that or do that enough with themselves, and and that goes back to emotional intelligence for yourself, right? How are you listening to your body? How are you? And not just like mentally, physically, like your body will tell you things that you you're confused about. Right. So how are you listening to that and knowing that like you are tired? What does that even look like to know that you were burnt out? You actually have to be in tune and listen, because oftentimes to your point, it can be a culmination because we're actually not listening enough. And so when do you take that moment to take that step back and be like, this ain't it. This is not serving me or this is mm-hmm. not what I want to show up doing. And how can I like mm-hmm. help myself? How can I feed my soul better essentially? Yes. So and what I do, thing. sorry to tell you what I do no, no, want to mention in that is I did have a level of, of awareness, but what I, like we always have a choice, but I also feel that we don't always have the luxury to step, step back in the way we want because there's still a lifestyle. There's still like responsibilities. There's still life that's going to continue. And so like mm-hmm. the privilege that I wish I had is to like freaking go on a, on a, on a tour, like backpack through your, like, you know, really step back, but I couldn't only do it to a certain extent because I still had to go about the days getting the things done because nobody's going to take care of me, but me. You know, mm-hmm. so I had to rely on me. So it's it's a balance of stepping back as much as you can, but still leaving enough for the space that you still kind of have to push through to to accomplish because you you need to survive. And what? it's a it's an ongoing balance too, mm-hmm. like in mm-hmm. different phases of our lives. Like we'll right. never there'll never be a perfect you know, equilibrium Mm -hmm. of like, this is what things should look like. There will always be something that is going to take more priority over the other. It's just Mm -hmm. figuring out your self-care, our self-care and making sure that that is top of mind. And the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? If your basis (laughs) of what you need is like at the core, like you have food, you um, Mm -hmm. shelter and those things that that make you feel comfortable in, in a safe space, then we could work up the ladder to to the more... Not that those things aren't fruitful. They're like the basis yeah. of survival. But the things that bring the joy to us that sometimes are a little bit more of a luxury. Can we actually unpack that? Can we like what if there is one thing y'all can label as like one mm. of the major things that you need in your hierarchy of mm. needs like, in order for you to feel like your best self? What does that look like for you on a on a day to day? If I had to simplify into one word, it's stability. Mm. If I feel unstable, and, you know, that transcends through different aspects. But if I'm unstable in any way, it really takes a toll on me. So I have to do whatever it takes to, like, have that stability because then it will give me everything else that I need. The comfort, um, the security, um, you know, the, like, um, what's the word? 
for me to feel like I can go on to pursue other things because I feel like I have the stability to do so. I love that. I love that. I like I that. Is too. it like a weird or like it's like one thing you have to do that kind of sets your hierarchy of needs? Like, what is that? My peace. <laughs> It's peace for me because, and when I say that, I mean, that that goes through so many different layers. Like, just knowing, like, with my family, right? Mm-hmm. What 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 am I, what are my boundaries? What can yes. I not take too much on from anyone, family, friends, work? I need my peace. And it's just something I strive constantly for because, as y'all know, people don't like to give me my peace. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to help me with these problems? <laughs> <laughs> my therapist is literally like you your boundaries what's up and i'm like heard it sis right yeah they right. just stepping all on through uh, over them like okay a-town stomp <laughs> what about you see what's your word i would say for me it has to be if it came in the form of um i think if it came like in the form of an object or like something i have to do mm-hmm. it's D which is putting my mm. phone on do not disturb. Mm. Um, focus mode has saved my life. It's a game changer. <laughs> it has changed my entire existence. Like I use I use it when I'm at the gym and like when I tell mm. you I don't hear a thing cuz y'all know I work at social media on a day to day so like right. I'm getting constant notifications from brand accounts. And I put that on for 90 minutes and sometimes I'll see the notification pop up and if it's something urgent I'll get to it. But knowing that I it tunes out and I don't hear that noise and I focus on whatever I got going on or even now in the morning, I make it a routine that I put my personal focus on and then I put my work focus on because normally what will happen is emails will start coming in and mm-hmm. all I hear is chirping and slack and mm-hmm. actually put a sub bullet and an asterisk next to Slack and all these notification sounds. Cause someone needs to do a study on how they trigger anxiety and all. Oh, hundred percent. It's almost like the sound of like something to do. Another thing to do. Like, or, like or, there's a crisis. There's right, a problem. Right. I need to solve this. It's like the world. <laughs> or is like, Oh my God. What else? Like it's to me. It's to me. Cause you know how there's some notifications that like, Oh, I'm glad that I don't, I don't have to do the action. Um, it's just like a need to know. Great. Yeah. It's not me that has to move the needle on anything. But it's that it's an it's that initial trigger of like, what is this? <laughs> right. Like what what's about to happen? Okay, what did I do wrong? The so fact like, that we all experienced that. I hate this. I hate this, bro. I hate it for us. So I what know. I've done that my my solution has been I've I gone know. in and personalized like all my notifications. So certain things if if I so like for Slack, anybody that uses Slack that's listening to this, if you send me a message and if it's not to me or if it's not specifically like to everybody in the channel, I am not getting that because that means it's not for me to pay attention to. It's not mm. for me to look at, at that moment. Um, or another thing that I've started doing is with I think what was that application? I think it is. I think it's Google. Now, now I've synced it all so that anytime I get client stuff and anybody responds to anything, I don't have to go directly to Google. I can actually respond in Slack because I've synced it together. So I don't have to okay. bounce around and drive myself crazy. But right. so you've just find like these, you found these efficient ways to optimize to streamline. your time. Yeah. To streamline. Okay. Mm-hmm. Streamlining myself audit. Like, 
okay. I'm that, here for all of that. Okay, that's what it is. Streamlining myself audit on what doesn't have to drive me crazy, where I can mm-hmm. be better, knowing where I need to own my shit, and knowing where it's not my shit to own. That Ooh. part. Which okay. okay, and that take that takes some emotional intelligence, but um, we go that was weaved in through all of this. I mean, all I mean, this entire episode, but we gotta like circle back because we want to touch on off the record topics because there's a couple of things we want to talk about. So mm. let's jump into that because the first thing we need to focus on is student loans. I know y'all are tired of all of these damn notifications about the student loans, how much is being paid off, how much is not, what's not helping you. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I'm not getting any notification because Jesus paid it all. Okay. I forgave myself from these loans in 2009. Okay. And I said, I am not done that. with them. Not when they've been forgiven. Okay. When I got my master's, it's, Jesus said, that's it. <laughs> oh my goodness. I done. Okay, y'all are hilarious. But for the people who want to be responsible, um, Biden' latest student loan decision came about. The, like we the number waiting. seventh decision, by the way, right? Seven times. This has been dragged. This has been dragged. dragged. And at at this point, because remember, August thirty first was supposed to be when the extension fully ended. Mm-hmm. That's what I was worried about. I was like already okay. giving hope on the. Um, forgiveness. I I didn't think a damn thing was gonna be forgiven. I was just waiting for more extensions, like just extended for the rest of life. Because <laughs> if you could afford to extend it this long, you really could afford to cancel and it. That's my, my thing. That's my thing. Everything else but us, right? And also, like my whole thing is like at this point, student loans are 15, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Just wipe the slate. Wipe it. Like, start clean. It's a new generation. Like, how many people after me have been to college? (laughs) Mad people after me have been to college. Like, use their own money for whatever they want to pay back. These kids aren't going to school in the same way or vein that we we were. Like, everybody's going to YouTube anniversary. They're getting their little certificates. So true. It's, like, really, like, people found, like, the jig is up. Like people okay. found other ways. There's people going into college that have full fledged businesses. I don't know why they're going to college with that, with like having that. But like, they people are are doing things way differently than from okay. our and the generation. Kids are learning from TikTok and searching for things on TikTok more than they're going to Google these days. Okay, it's so true. TikTok is a, its own like school. Mm-hmm. But for the people like us who do still have student loans, mm-hmm. um, like Delilah said, Biden for the seventh time has canceled or forgiven 10 K. And I guess if you make under 125 or under, you get that 10 K forgiven. Or if you have a combined household of like 125 or under, I believe, or 150, mm-hmm. something like that. So yes. definitely go to studentloan.com, check out the info or FAFSA, whatever the site is. I think I it's studentloan.gov. I mean, forget for, those sites. Yeah. yeah. FAFSA.gov. I was just on there other day i'm not going mm-hmm. and then there's Go 20k there. of forgiveness for anybody who received the pell grant so if you receive the pell grant you get 20k forgiven also with those same stipulations of you know making um 25k or under as an individual and i think 250k as a household or something right. like that but can we quickly talk about the internet comment? And I don't know if y'all have seen it, but there was this internet internet comment that went that's been going around where someone's like, mm-hmm. 
um, they uh, they don't agree with this. The mm-hmm. loans being forgiven, and they're like they're totally against this because if you choose to go to college and you pay for your loan, this only teaches students not to honor commitments and continue to make those of us working hard to make ends meet to pay for other people's debts through our taxes. All of my siblings paid their way through college, as did my best friends. You want to go to college, then you pay for it, not me. That was a comment that was floating around after Biden announced this. And people were going ham because, one, who are you? Two, Mm -hmm. you're probably privileged, right? Because privileged people would say that. And three, Mm -hmm. if you pay for college, why do you care what everybody else is doing? And actually, let's be clear. If if you're paying for college, then why am I paying on taxes for stuff that you probably (laughs) using too? Okay. Absolutely. I think um, AOC said it the best in that like every program is not for everybody. There's certain things that are going to help you in times of need in this aspect where like, you know, there's the first time homeowners buyer, Mm -hmm. like you get that type of help. Taxes help that. Like there's, there's certain benefits that helps so many other things. (laughs) Exactly. That I don't benefit for, for whatever reason, but the, like it's, it's different strokes for different folks. Like everything ain't for everybody. And everyone always got something to say. They sure do. And honestly speaking, where I have the hard disagreement with a lot of the commentary is that it's one thing to pay back what you borrowed, but we're over here paying back thousands and thousands of interest that was predatory it's that that has been the problem so nobody is no longer just paying for what they owe like you you don't even get to that point because the interest accrues like so exponentially like doubles triples how did i um borrow 10k and now i'm owing 70k 60k on a 10k loan like that's wild it it doesn't make sense so it's like you're over here swimming against the current Never like finding a way to truly um pay down on the debt. So take take (laughs) it take it all off the table because we should have not ever having gotten here to begin with, and thus um giving us a poorer quality of life because that has taken away from other opportunities. There's many people that have not had children for that reason. There's many Mm -hmm. many people that have not um purchased a home for that reason. Like, yeah, you can like budget accordingly, but there's certain times when you have to make certain sacrifices because you can only work with what you have. Can so, like, get, okay, and that's a message to the haters, okay? Yeah, and can we y'all. just note that, like, statistically, anybody that is in working class that is making minimum wage by themselves in mm-hmm. the United States essentially cannot afford. To manage the regular living expenses? A hundred percent. They can't can afford. I... Go ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say can't afford to buy a home mm-hmm. at all. Like this is just not like they're the minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say nine times out of ten, a lot of us are one paycheck away from like homelessness that we will fall and resort back to like being behind on whether it's a rent, like not being able to fully pay all our bills. If it takes just one paycheck for that to happen, that is problematic. It's I'm not saying that you're not being, now. Correct. Like I'm not saying that you're being responsible because you know, you should work towards a saving. You should have a 401k, no. but I'm just saying from your day to day of, of how much life costs, um, we, a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck. 100%. Okay. 100%. And, and it don't matter. Those, 
Go no, ahead. I was going to say some of those people are making six figures. And I was just going to say it doesn't matter your bracket. <laughs> it right. does not matter. Like you are still coming here with 300K, 400K a year and you mm-hmm. that's half your rent. Exactly. Sure. Because the thing is that you the prices of everything is going up and yeah. you're getting capped. There's yeah. no way if I make this and everything is going up that I can. Where is the rest? Where is the money right here to fill that gap? It's there's not being given. There's, there, no there's none. Yeah, crazy. We're drowning. Scam is hit me up. <laughs> okay, give me a life jacket. Okay, well, so those are, those are our thoughts on student loans. Very clear, I feel. Yes, like, um, I'm passionate about that shit. I'm, I'm with you because you know what? At this rate, I don't know if the government will ever get all of the money back because how? How? Make yeah. it make sense. I don't know. Um, yeah, switching gears. That's for y'all to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> Not over here. Right. Um, switching gears. Um, that lighter. Yeah, yes. a little lighter. Oh my bad, bunny fans. Where you at? Oh my god, eight, the Boricuas. Eight, eight. That that listen. I respect. I respect their artistry. <laughs> Yo, this weekend the Bronx was turned Led. all the way Led. up. That's why I couldn't get anywhere in New York. Girl, the traffic was trafficking because everybody was making it to Yankee Stadium to see. It Bad was Bunny insane perform. to see all of the people at Yankee Stadium. That's like the like I feel like we haven't seen that many people in a while. And different people, different age groups, the way people look, like all sorts of Latinos from different backgrounds. It, it was just a beautiful sight to see, like how we all know music brings people together. Yeah, and this was one of those things where it just like. It was, it was really dope and for Bad Money to be the one to do it and him also being able to receive the um, Artist of the Year Award at the VMAs and the concert. Well-deserved, well-deserved. Okay. What was what that? Made history as the... Oh, yes. Yes. The only, the first non-English language performer to win um, being Latino. And he he says some really dope words that, you know, he he became as successful he as he is without having to compromise on who he is, on his mm-hmm. language, on his how he lives life. Like he he garnered this success with truly authentically being himself. And I think that's a really dope message to send and for people to receive because we don't have to sell our soul um for a dollar. Yeah. No. I mean say that again because people out here just being fraudulent. <laughs> Hear us and out of self-auditing right like when you are being emotionally intelligent that also means showing up for yourself yeah not just because you have work to do to do better but also to remain true to yourself at the yes. end of the day yes. the fact yes. that he does that i don't listen i know a little bit of spanish i can speak a little spanish but all i know is that the people be going crazy for bad bunny and if that's the impact he's it, i respect it mm-hmm. Listen, Bad Bunny out here being doing what Bad Bunny does, okay, okay. authentically okay. himself. Honestly, <laughs> and for truly, all the all the Latinos, Latinas have had a bomb historical like year, like just in terms of stuff that they've been doing. I've just been seeing people all over the place, and I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah. The infiltration of spaces has been they they've been heavy on it, like showing up in places where we're not normally, you know, taking up that space. So. Let's continue to do so, just like we do up in this podcast space, having two Latinas yes. leading the charge. Because um, yes. we are about to be number one on Apple Podcasts. I am manifesting Ooh, that for that us. Make, yes. 
Okay, sounds wonderful. Spotify, where else? Okay. Yes. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere that you stream. That's what we're trying to be. But also, like, I love that, like, once again, authenticity shines through. Like, if people would just be themselves, like, the world, we would get so much further in life. Okay? Like, there's mm-hmm. never going to be no one like you. Mm-hmm. But listen, sometimes being yourself is a little scary for some folks. I ain't gonna hold. <laughs> it's a lot scary because it, there's a level of vulnerability yeah. that comes with it. And so the people who are masking that, it's more likely than not because it's how they feel people feel they should show up. And it's to make mm-hmm. others feel comfortable. And those are not your people then. Because the people that make you feel truly exceptional are, are the ones who are going to support you in however you, you step into a room. Mm-hmm. And you're already showing up wrong because if your goal is to make other people feel good and not yourself, then you already are starting off on the wrong foot. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that's a word. Isn't there like a quote from Dr. Seuss where it's like, um, <laughs> I, did, I, did. I, I was a, I was a Seuss fan like, when I was growing up. Okay. Just be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter. And those and who matter, who matter don't, don't mind. mind. Yes. So, okay. A word from Mr. That will Seuss. always be a classic. <laughs> Yes, from the okay, doctor with the green eggs or him. <laughs> oh my god, when Dr. Seuss doesn't get old, like Dr. Seuss can transcend. <laughs> he- I think Dr. Seuss was a rapper in his past life. Because there's no way the bars that he'd be spitting in these books. <laughs> yes, and speaking about bars, that was a great transition into the next into the next the all the music that has came out. You know, we love us a good Cali album. He just yeah. dropped a new album where Jay-Z did a verse on one of the songs called God Did. Did you guys get to hear the song? I, I didn't get to hear the song, but oh my I watched the VMAs and literally he said it 80 times in his one segment. So mm-hmm. we got to listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely to to it. have to listen to it. It's such a great song. And, um, you know, people, uh, you know, they jump out the window with, with making these um claims that this is one of those bestest verses ever. Okay. And I I don't disagree. I feel like he has many great verses before this, but for where he's at in life right now, I feel like his verses graduate and ascend as he does as a person. And that's what makes this like one of the best verses of all time. But it's because who he is, he he is only who he is right now. Like, right, like well, his evolution. Exactly. And so okay. it that's what you hear in those lyrics. Like okay. they literally sound for the ears of the upper echelon. Like you're not going to catch certain bars if, if you don't understand what he's saying. And um, one of his, um, I forgot, one of his producers, um, Guru, was breaking down the lyrics and says that Jay-Z in his rhyming, he speaks to four different categories. It's like the people on the the low level that just, catch the you know the things that are obvious they they come from a a, you know just easy you listen to the song for what it is then is the people that are listening for the bars they they understand the rhymes like how the wordplay happens and then there's there's lyrics within that song that is only for like the inner crowd, like the people that are his friends, that you're not going to catch certain things or understand certain innuendos or references unless unless you live your day-to-day around Jay-Z and Beyonce and their friends. And then there's like that upper level that is like the ascension, like is even deeper than your existence. And it's just crazy that Jay-Z can do that. And I feel like I can speak for a lot of people who agree that he's 
done that almost always in, in throughout all his music. Like it just elevates each time. It makes you want to go it's harder. It's who he is. It's it literally, is. and you know, he has that saggy energy. He sure so does. I'm always here for it, my he fellow. Sure does. Like it is it, like inspirational. Like I don't like you can't hate on it. It it you just can. makes you want to live better, do better. If you don't get that from it, then you a whole hater. Like not even being a Jay Z fan, just accepting it for the art. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go definitely listen to the song. Please Me too. Do. But I Me feel do. like now we about to transition into this other album from the other Carter child. Okay. Wait. 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 So hashtag obsessed with. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Go. <laughs> wait. 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 And um, from new music being dropped, I don't know. Have y'all listened to Make the Stallion? That was that was also in the rotation of new music that came out. Oh, yeah, it's called Traumazine. It's really, really good. Like okay. she, she came, she, she came. With, All right, with so Michael Stalin, DJ Khaled's album Khaled. definitely got dead. We gotta watch. Yes. We gotta listen to that, Carla. Yes, okay. listen now. But now the yeah. the the um, what you call it? The I don't know. Oh, what's the word <laughs> that I'm trying to look for? Like the I summer, <laughs> the summer anthem. Like I feel like this took over summer. What's the album? Minutes, the summer. I was like this. <laughs> Since July 29th, this has been a rotation. Okay. Yes. So, hashtag obsessed with this week. We would be remiss if we didn't mention our girl B and her album, Renaissance. Which, which, Car- Carla, Carla is not here for, which I was just going to say. I was like, Carla don't have the same um, experience. Oh, Carla. And so, I want her to speak to it. She, she, she is not feeling it. Okay. Carla's well, not- what's I'm- up? <laughs> oh, not the one stop. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Pull up then. Pull up, C. I'm gonna go. But for all these little beehive people that listen to the podcast, oh. that's listen. That's fine. I respect the clips. And let me press it with this. I like Beyonce as an entertainer. I think she does a great job in terms of her rollouts, her team. Mm-hmm. It, like every time she has something, it's powerful. Each time. And I love that for her. But I feel like as a listener of this album, having heard her past work, I don't think it's her best. I just don't. I think it's very trendy. It feels very TikTok-y. It gave me this, um, in so many words, it gave me this view of, I'm seeing the world for what it is right now. Let me cosplay on some of these moments and things that are happening. Wrap it up, mm. put it in a bow, and shoot. Boom. Here's an album. That's what I got from it. Now, does she have cute transitions? Was the transition from um, what's the one about the sofa? Plastic on the sofa. Plastic okay. on the sofa. Okay, the transition from plastic off the sofa to Virgo's group. Very cute. Okay, gowns, beautiful gowns, gorgeous gowns. Love that. But <laughs> Carla is piercing my heart slowly. Ever so you know, slowly. But we are. This isn't. This is a safe space, and we appreciate. We appreciate okay. your feedback. Right, and like I said, I preface. I think she's a good entertainer, but is this album the thing that I have on rotation in my house? No. Okay, no. so oh. let me. I'm gonna jump in because Delilah is more of a be beehive fan than I right. am. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a beehive person. I love Beyonce because I respect her as an artist and an individual. So I always respect what she does, and I do not hate. You know what I'm saying? Like I get it. Why I like this album is because of the story behind it. And mm. 
I, I'm sure y'all saw on social media, like it was very much a tribute to her uncle and just like the whole Vogue scene and what does that like embody and just mm-hmm. a lot of the different feels and emotions that also come from the album and the different songs and the transitions just resonate with me. On mm-hmm. top of that, going back to what you said, the lyrics. I'm the person, I don't know in the, the thing, the category you was talking about, but I'm the person that I'm all about lyrics. So lyrics, I'm yep. listening to the lyrics, the wordplay, I want to know it. And so mm-hmm. she has a ton of those. And mm-hmm. that that I vibe with. Mm-hmm. And so with all of that put together, it's easy for me to just kind of make it a rotation and it's a thing for me. Also, my wife is super obsessed. And so she listens to it heavy. So like I'm kind of folded into that. So like I'm in the mm-hmm. middle, I think, but I do appreciate the art of the album. I don't mm-hmm. want to say it's her her best, but also I know this is part one of a trilogy and I'm interested mm-hmm. to see what else she comes out with. But I think mm-hmm. that this is a solid album for what it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, for me, but besides me being a beehiver, proudly like co-chair, probably the chair, probably, uh, yeah, okay, come come for me if you must. Yes, yes. Um, I'm gonna own it. But I just feel like this this album evokes an emotion that is super feel good, like positive. Um, like I literally feel I need to listen to that the album from the beginning to the end without skipping because it's a certain sequence of how she, you know, it's a story. Me. It is. And I feel like I can't go to the end without listening to the beginning mm-hmm. and the middle. So it, it, it seems intentional in that way. What yeah. I would say about the album is that being this style of music and me feeling like Beyonce is ahead of her time in, in the way she does things. And when she comes out with things is like, she she thinks beyond. I almost feel like this is an album that I would expect it from her sooner. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that this is something that I would have already seen come from her. So it was interesting that I, that's why I wanted to ask, do you know if her uncle like passed away recently in the, in the last couple of years or what? Because I don't know if that oh. will, that's why it matters, because I really felt like she's always supported like the Vogue scene and yeah. and this style. So like it, it's been in her music like ebbed throughout in in previous projects. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there's just one project dedicated to it, I thought that it was interesting that it was happening now rather than yeah. sooner. And I respect it. And you know, I will say this though, in terms of a positive, one thing I do like that she did on her album that is so missed from old albums like early two thousands is the transitions in the sick intro. Like. Yeah. People don't do that any. People don't do interludes anymore the way they used to, or transitions and albums the way they used to, and that's something I miss. And I give her that, Um, but I won't go down this rabbit hole because I feel like I'll be on a music podcast and somebody will be trying to rip me, and I ain't got the time for it. Right. But you know what? Just but to like just kind of like wrap up what you're saying though what i think overall what we love about beyonce is that she's an experience right and this album is the experience like regardless of how you feel about it 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 was very intentional with every single thing all the moving pieces Mm -hmm. to it and it is an experience that she's giving everyone and most people are obviously on board for that experience (laughs) yeah and i love it for the beehive respect (laughs) okay beehive Okay. All right, so that was our hat. That was our hashtag obsessed with. We love us some beats mostly. Um, <laughs> uh, let's talk about it. We are in let's talk about it. And so I know we've been talking a lot about EQ, but before we even get more into that, there is a question we have. And um, this question, we're going to call her not a Kathy. 
um, because she's not a Kathy. Um, This is the question, and I want to know y'all thoughts on it. The question is, I'm in a situation where once a positive relationship with a colleague has turned negative or weird on their end. At first, we were cool, but lately I've been feeling like I'm being copying certain things that I do at work and or I feel a tinge of jealousy and negative response when I share a win or receive any type of praise. We are both women of color, but the jealousy and the weird vibes have been on an all-time high. Any advice on how to navigate the situation, especially if she is in a more senior role than I am? How can I keep the peace in the corporate politics world? Again, hashtag not a Kathy. Can we take a pause? Because I feel like this is a lot of people's experience. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Women of color. I feel like this is, and this is probably a whole nother episode. Um, <laughs> this is a whole nother episode and topic. Um, but I feel like this is a lot of people's experience. So first and foremost, I think this person should a be proud of themselves for acknowledging what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. Taking a moment to step back and, you know, kind of self-reflect and see if they're doing anything, you know, how maybe things that they may be sharing may be affecting the relationship. Um, But I think in terms of their approach, um, I almost don't want to say it, but I feel like the new trend of quiet quitting is probably what they should do with this relationship. (laughs) And can you share more about quiet quitting? It's been all over the internet. Absolutely. So quiet quitting is basically this nuance is, is this quote unquote new nuance, but in so many words, it's just showing up and just doing your job and going home, focusing, taking the time to do your nine to five, but also heavily prioritizing what happens during your five to nine. That sounds very familiar, y'all. In so many words, it's just saying clear, clear cut blueprint. I'm not going to go beyond what I need to do on a day to day. I'm going to stick within the time, the bounds and what I'm working on or what I'm doing to show up in this space in terms of work. And mm-hmm. then outside of that, I show up for myself the way I need to. Um, and I think in this situation, this person just needs to probably dial back because what sucks is that you're in a space where you have to keep things corporate. You gotta be cool, so just keep it cool. Like, just keep it cute. Like, hey, how are you? And keep it going. Wait. So here's a question: Do you not think that this person should bring this up to the other person? I think at some point they definitely should, but it's an outside of work conversation. Don't okay. bring it up during the corporate hours. Um, and I think it's a moment mm-hmm. just to say, like, hey, I just want to check in with you you know, see how things are going. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm noticing that there's a change in our relationship in terms of work. Is this something that we can work through? Are there ways I can support you or, you know, certain things that will make you feel more comfortable, but also recognize that this is what's making me uncomfortable Mm -hmm. in terms of how we're working together. But, um, I would just, Unfortunately, because things are just weird, I will remove the friendship out of it and just focus on where y'all have to collaborate for work and where you don't, you just thrive elsewhere. Okay, D. Um, and yeah, thoughts? so I have a couple of thoughts, and one of them is the flip side to the quiet quitting that I do want to point out. Although I do sub- support it, like to an extent, um, 
I do want to just point out for us and being people of color that this was another um, point that people made that I took into consideration. I was like, damn, I was all on board for like, I'm just here to do what I need to do and got to go. But if you're considering trying to move up or want a higher position or want to be, you know, notable in a certain way that you just can't just do the bare minimum and, and try to move up the ladder. Mm. If that's your plan to do so, like we always, you know, we always say we got to do twice the work to be recognized for, you know, the next person that's doing the bare minimum, which a lot of the times the counterpart is a a non person of color. In this situation, it is two people of color. Um, So I don't know, like, you know, if if that will hold weight the same way. But I did want to mention, I'm not sure if the person also is her direct report because she says she's more senior but does is she more senior elsewhere in a department or more senior and that she has right. to report to her because that um dynamic also makes a difference and matters in in how you should handle it because now it's going to infiltrate into your workflow and and how the the work is um you know either delegated or if if you do something and how it gets nitpicked because she's the person that oversees it. Mm-hmm. So just taking those things into consideration, I I do agree with how Carla would handle it. But depending if, if that's not the case, then I do agree with bringing it up and it should be, it should be, it's, it should be okay to do it during the nine to five hours because this shit is happening during the nine to five hours. You yeah. know, there's a lot of people that they act one way in, in a work environment and they're very different outside of the work environment. I've even been experienced this with my friends. Some of my friends are very type A work people that out of work that you just be like, whoa, like I, I didn't expect this because this is not how I'm used to you showing up like in our friendship but at work, you like cross your teeth, dye your eyes. Not in a bad way, but it's just like a more strict version that me as your friend, I don't have to like deal with that because I'm not like your coworker or your employee. So there's, there's uh, different layers because it also has to do with your emotional intelligence and mm-hmm. how are you like, is this something that you're projecting? Did you have a, a prior experience? And so now you think that you're being targeted when maybe this is not the person's intent. So there's a lot of things to assess within yourself and how that person is treating you for you to then know what's the best course of action to address the situation. Yeah. Gosh, that, that was a lot. Like, I'm just like, how, like, not a Kathy, how are you going to handle this? Cause this seems, this is, this is a lot, but yeah, um, I feel like there's I, not a right and wrong way. In, in there, and they're not, there really never is, especially when we're dealing with corporate politics, right? Mm-hmm. Because any way you move can affect something or someone in some mm-hmm. way. So I agree with what both of you said. I do think though, that like, if the situation has been occurring at work, then we're going to have this conversation at work because, mm-hmm. um, I just think that that makes a lot of sense too. But I also, I know for me personally, like I haven't, I haven't had a lot of situations where someone of color and me have had this like friction. Normally it's pretty cool. Um, and if it's not, we're, that's also cool. Cause I'm not here to make friends, you know? So mm-hmm. I, it's never been like that weird vibe. It's either like, it's a clear line or not with someone of color. I have had the situation with someone not of color mm-hmm. and those situations I've had to actually have a meeting to like Mm. bring it up because one thing I'm not going to do is not 
tell you how I feel. Like we're going to, you're going to get some feedback on this. Like we're going to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And if I need to then take this to higher authorities or HR managers, whatever, then I can do that. But I always like to try to figure out the situation on my own. And I've Mm -hmm. actually been in this situation more than once with Mm -hmm. someone not of color, (laughs) which is crazy. I know. And in both situations, they got escalated. (laughs) Right. So I was going to ask you a question for you. Was that something that was it like a DEI? Because you know the new thing now is DEI. Like was I know. it a DEI representative? I, for y'all that can't see, I'm eye rolling so hard. Okay, that's the whole <laughs> DNI thing. It's like so DEI, like rep or somebody or like case solutions person I work with you on this. Was this HR? Was it like another like higher up? Like what kind of department comes in and helps with situations like these? So unfortunately. Um, especially working in advertising which was uh, which is what I did early on in my career there wasn't there was no D and I and all that stuff it was just mm-hmm. kind of HR and um mm-hmm. it took a lot for things to get to HR anyway so this one situation that I'm that's very clear for me was actually something that got escalated to my manager because it was to the point where we had too much friction for oh. us to actually work together and it, and I'm not even trying to like I'm I'm not that. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> like I was literally doing my job, but she mm-hmm. felt some type of way because we we didn't have. We, she just felt some type of way about a lot of different things that had nothing to do with me. It was about her, and she put mm-hmm. all of that on me. And I had to really be clear about the lines and our roles and how we're working in our relationship. And right. I think my manager, who wasn't a person of color either, but he was able to kind of see 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 what was up, right? And mm-hmm. so. I'm, I feel good that I was supported in that way, but I know that that's not everyone's story. Nope. And so, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, you bring up because I, I'm clear about it, but still I took the necessary steps. Like we, this is what we weren't going to do anymore of right. <laughs> this weird vibes, right. these frictions, because it's now mm-hmm. hindering me from doing my job because you Absolutely. are now a problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Speak on what it. you said, Carla. <laughs> don't even gotta be all that. Like, what, like, what are you for? Like, I'm here about, I'm just trying to have like nothing but ease, right? And people, mm-hmm. you know, people come into our worlds and mm-hmm. they decide that they want to do whatever. So, anyway, people they take you- the job way too serious sometimes, too. Wait. And it Wait. sounds like this is kind of that situation, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds like the other girl, not a Kathy, but the other one, she's really like leaning into how Kath- the girl is showing up. And she's just, mm-hmm. you know, instead of, again, going back to authenticity, like instead of her just being herself and right. doing what she needs to do, she's like busy about focusing on her to, to get the job done, to like be or be right. stellar at the job. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what are we doing? What is this all for? Yeah. Sure. Like, please don't, don't let your, your, your life's mission being for people to like you. Cause that that will interrupt some shit in in the workplace. Because now you over here trying to work on your character and how you could be fitting for somebody and like do the work. The work will speak for itself. There's nobody that could deny great work being done. Honestly, trying to be like in general is just gonna mess up your life. Period. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Well, then mm-hmm. we just said that literally. It's all about being respectful and cordial. You don't have to be disrespectful in, in that. Like, cause I'm not saying like come in and you know, weapons, <laughs> like, you know, right, attack mode. And but. see, going back to EQ, it's the, it's the, 
the um the idea that you're mm-hmm. able to manage, understand, use your words, communicate, Correct. self-audit, right? Like Correct. all of these things are so important in jobs, in family, mm-hmm. in relationships. Absolutely. Self-relationships. <laughs> all yes. of that. Everybody self-audit facts. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. That's yes. actually yeah. That that would be I a cool that. report. Like, can I download your self audit? See where you stand today. How you've been self regulating. I love to that. see where I can meet you at and where I need to fall the, all the way back because you you are not showing up at your best. If that could be like a daily download and how we have to like see people's temperature checks, I am with it. And see, like, I don't know. I feel like we may have talked to this before on the pod. I can't remember. But do y'all, ha- or do y'all remember the, um, the New York Times did something about, um, what is it called? Um, having like your own, oh my God, it's escaping me and I don't know why, but basically having like your own user manual. Yeah, that's what it is, a user mm-hmm. manual. And you get to kind of like at jobs, you create it. And so people can always reference this so they know how to work with you, how to interact with you. And they know all kinds of things like how you're feeling, your optimal times, like all kinds of stuff so that you can actually show up correct to someone and you don't have to come at them in a different way. Or if you do come at them in a different way and they respond to you, you understand where this comes from because Mm -hmm. this is what they said in their user manual. Like something like that. That's yeah. that's kind of cool. Like I don't know how we could condense it to like a one sheet because you know <laughs> everybody's in a rush these days. But there has to be some baseline that we can work from. Oh, to- a one sheet could be you know how you see for like birthdays when kids are being celebrated. Like so and so is turning six today, and their favorite color is this, and they know how to say A A B C or one two three. Like that's the yes. one. Sheet. <laughs> we gotta take it back right. to the basics. To the basics, okay? Make it fun, like little art. I love that. Cute and kids and basics. Like Delilah haven't eaten since 12 p.m. today. So that's him. And maybe you have to dial it back on how you approach her because she's angry. So actually a really good example of this was the birthday party I was just at this weekend for um two friends. Their daughters are one. And you know, everybody's coming in, we're supposed to say happy birthday. You know how it's black people. So we're all about the same Stevie Wonder version, and they're like, listen. This is a lot of people for our child. So we're asking, I think, how did the mother say? She said she gets overstimulated. Yeah. So she was like, in order for her to not like scream and cry, she was like, if y'all could sing happy birthday in a baritone, like a baritone, like low voice. So we all whispered singing like, happy birthday. Oh, I I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I saw this on social. And I thought that was so cute and like, you know, the parents set the, the boundary of like, you know, that's totally fine. It's not something that it's second nature for us to do. But to implement, I thought that was so respectful because it it's so- true. Little babies be so scared. And it's like all these people coming at but me. But I'm here for homegirl. Like she get overstimulated. Yes. Don't come yeah. to her with that. No. And she's one years old. Like she don't know how to assess all of y'all and this screaming that's going on here. <laughs> And when this person, I'm going to send them this episode so that they can hear this part. But when they hear this, the way that they parent and are so mindful of EQ. I love that. I guess. A one-year-old, and she's so self-aware as a baby. I I'm love that. Shout out. And of course, she's, she's, she's a Virgo. She's very self-aware. Very, just knows herself. So when we all say happy birthday, that was, like, she was cool, calm, and collected the entire time. Oh my God, I love that. And I love that you brought up the kid too, because like Gen Z, like these, Mm -hmm. 
I mean, they have a high emotional. Different. Different. It is crazy. <laughs> they, they're going to let you know what they will and will not do. And you take right. it or leave it. Respect what I got to say. Peace out. And they'll talk to their mom like that. And what's cr- I mean, we won't talk about parenting because clearly. That's another, another episode. Oh, we're going to get into that, though. We, we got to get into it. That parenting EQ, how you show. That also plays yes. into how you show up at work. Okay, and, and it's a huge generational gap from oh, yeah. our upbringing to how we would parent is so different. The things that we're not about to do as parents, and the things that we're still gonna keep in rotation that society is trying to like have us do without. So that okay. like we are of that generation of of like two distinct different ways, and we are in the middle. So we're still trying to keep certain things as like. That's culture, yeah. what we've been taught. But then there's like so many things that we're unlearning to be retaught, even for ourselves, that then yeah. we want to implement to the next generation. And we are in the toughest space ever because of it. We are. Because we're trying to find a balance that actually doesn't really Doesn't exist. exist. <laughs> yes. We're setting the new standard. Yeah. The healthier way. Wait, Carla, it. you saying something? Because I can't hear you. That was me talking on me. Foolish. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. This age where everybody talks on me. I'm done. Everybody's like, could you, can you hear me? Someone said it on Black Twitter. It was hilarious. It was like, the loser recipes. And this is one of those things like parenting. There's a certain recipe that our generation was used to. Yeah. These kids are not taking anymore. Like, what does that look like now as parents? Yeah, you know, I mean, we could talk all day about this. We gonna have to have a part two, but um, yeah. this was cool. This was cool to this kind of a get good. a good sense of EQ, mm-hmm. y'all thoughts, yes. right? And mm-hmm. for everybody that is listening, to have a reminder of of a check in with themselves to understand where their EQ lies and in relation to other people and what they're going through, because sometimes it's not always about us and we Mm. sometimes make it about us and it's just somebody's having a shitty day or went through something or whatever. I, I know that for me, I just try to lead in, in whatever facet I can with kindness because you never know, like your kindness could really shift someone's entire day from it being super shitty to just feeling like a little bit acknowledged and then redirecting their energy to in, in a better way. Okay. Okay. And, and the- also, sorry, you go ahead. No, okay. You know how they say people got the Carfax? There's the little ad that says, just show me the Carfax. No, just show me the self-audit facts. I want to see it. I can't. I anything can't. say that you're doing the work. Oh, my goodness. I say but, that. Okay. Do the work. Do the work. I was going to say, we need to stop internalizing everything because people mm-hmm. have this this insane need to internalize every interaction, everything. And it's just like yes. you said, it's not about you. It was never it's about not. you. Is mm. it really, isn't it? And, and, and that's good that you brought that up about like the internalizing because do you see how, I don't know, this is another generational thing that people are approaching, but like everyone is sensitive in about everything and everything, everything. is being like toned down or dumbed down because it affects a, a, a group and this it's insane i just feel like everybody's different we have a, walk, a different experience and everybody's intention is not always to offend and hurt i'm not saying i don't i don't know where we draw it's that hard. line it's, it's hard that yeah. line is real blurry it's blurry i'm not saying you know because I often do try to put myself in people's shoes, but it's just like, again, where does it end? Where's the line drawn? Yeah. Like, where is it? No, Like, 
we just everything's being changed or everything's a problem or you'll get canceled. You know, the cancel culture is real mm-hmm. alive and well. Yeah. And so, and so you and we're dancing on it. The line is I can't. You know what? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, um, metaphors today. Yo, you <laughs> coming with the Jay-Z bars. You coming with those Jay-Z bars. Like, I'm like, what? Oh my God. I don't on that note, we yeah. have to wrap up. We, we, this was we such a great hour with y'all. Hour. I know. Yeah, <laughs> like, we really went off the hour. This is not like us, but there was a lot to be said. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's always been great having conversation with the break room, right? That's what we call mm-hmm. our, this group, the break room. That's where um, joins. Yes. And so until next time. We out of here, y'all. Gang, gang, Bye. gang. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Non-Corporate Girls Podcast. We're headed back into our 9 to 5s, but equally giving time to our 5 to 9. I'm Delilah, and you can follow me at Miss Delilah C on all social media platforms. And I'm Ayana. Follow me at the underscore Aya underscore brand. Don't forget to follow the podcast on all socials at Non-Corporate Girls. And tune into the latest episodes on your favorite streaming platform. In the meantime, embrace Non-Corporate. Where the 9 to 5 and 5 to 9 meet.